We wanted to leave you with a little something extra as we close out season one. And so we've decided to release early uh, a conversation we had um, nine months ago to the day on September 30th, 2019, about the Madam X tour. We do reference a bunch of things that were happening at the end of September of, of 2019, including impeachments and all kinds of political things are going on. Um, Looking at it from the end of June of 2020, that seems like a lifetime ago. Um, and as kind of the Madam X era has kind of come to a definitive close, uh, we thought it would be great to share that with you now. Um, just to give you a couple housekeeping notes, um, the uh, we're, we're leaving it kind of a little rough. We're we're not. It's not being heavily edited. We're just going to kind of let you hear what we were talking about for the um, a long period. Actually, it's our longest episode, Kenny. Yeah, it's like well, a lot of our recordings are long, and then we cut them down and cut them down to try to get to the essence. And this one, we're just leaving everything out. It's a little over an hour, and. Um, we hope you enjoy it. This is all I want to do is talk about Madonna. Madam X. <laughs> Otherwise known as Madam X. This is a special episode. Madam X is an equestrian. Madam X is a, a, a science teacher. She's a housekeeper. Madam X is a control freak. Madam X is a perfectionist. <laughs> Madam X is a ticket taker. Madam X is a bitch. Madam X makes you put your phone in a yonder. 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 Um, hi. Welcome to All I Want to Do is Talk About Madonna, <laughs> the Madam X Special Edition Tour Breakdown. Yes. Breakthrough we have now or Breakdown? Both. Okay. Don't you think? Yeah. Um, it was quite a journey. We both experienced it once. This yes. is We're at the end of September. It's, it's very possible. End of September 2019, because we don't know when. <laughs> we don't know when anything's ever going to come out. No. Um, it's a snapshot of where we are right this now. This is a snapshot of where we are. Last day of September. Last day of, of September 2019. 2019. Impeachment is looming large. Thank God. We don't know what's going to happen, though. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, is we've only both seen the show once. I think it's quite possible that we are both going to see the show. 92% sure we're going to see it again. Yeah, before yeah. Before she leaves Brooklyn. At least before she leaves Brooklyn, if not, you know, sometime in the next six months, like yeah. one of us or both of us will need to go somewhere else to go see her again. We should go fly to Lisbon and see it in the Lisbon. Do you mean Lisbon? Li <laughs> oh, no. I think we should go to Miami because then we could like, you know, well, we could stay with my family. That would be all crazy. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> so let's start with, yes. um, uh, the setup. So Madonna's playing BAM, the, uh, the Howard Gillum, Gilman, the, uh, opera house in, at BAM, which is the Brooklyn Academy of Music, which is basically a campus in, uh, close to downtown Brooklyn. It's in the Fort Greene neighborhood and it involves, I think it's three buildings now. It's the movie theater slash opera house. It's the, uh, the big theater, the, the Harvey and then I think there's one other building. Oh, there's a building behind it that's an art gallery slash where um, there's a big gay dance-a-thon every Pride weekend called Come On, Everybody. And uh, so that happens. Uh, so it's 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 a wonderful uh, destination. I mean, I live in Brooklyn in large part because of BAM. 
in where I live in Brooklyn. It's, I live up a hill from it. And um, it's been so bizarre to have Madonna in the neighborhood, so ordinary, that she's, like, playing my local theater. Like, I go see movies in the same building that she's playing. Yes. You've, you've talked about this many times because I think it is really freaking you out. Yes, it is. I, and I'm going down to visit friends who are in line to go uh-huh. in. Uh, I bike past every night during mm-hmm. the to watch the crowd and see what's happening. And you've befriended all of the security. The security I can get in unencumbered. Which happened the night that we went. Yes, I totally walked through the security and I was like, hey. And they were like, hey, Mark, you're back. And I'm like, yeah. I also check in to see what time she's actually going on because Madonna um, is taking her delays to new heights with this tour. Oh, has it been later than 1045? Uh a Saturday night, it was 11.15. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's getting nutty. So she makes you go in around 8.30. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but like, like you know, the people in the know aren't going into, like, 10 no. o'clock. No. Because she doesn't start at the minimum 10.30. Right. Right. But I think this is part of the experience, meaning the waiting yes. is literally the first act of the show. Mm-hmm. Like, get there and wait for me, right? Well, and you know, you you the, a lot of people have, have already talked about um, that it's a it's a cell phone free experience. So you lock your phone in like this little like almost like a uh, what are those things called? You put your hands in to pick plates up. Yeah, it's like, like a, an oven mitt. An oven mitt. It's yeah. like an oven mitt for your phone, and it's and it's soft and it's small and it fits in your pocket, and then. You can't take it out for the for the show. You can if you go to there's like a special area where you can take your cell phone out and talk on it or whatever. But you have to but there's only one little area. It's like the smoker zone. Like, yeah. you know, and it's sort of a shameful zone. It's like in a in a corner, but yeah. everybody can see you and are sort of like, Why are you on your phone? Yeah. So no one's doing it. And it really is not an inconvenience at all. I mean Well, it forces you to talk to people. I mean, I was in my uh, I was in the mezzanine in the second row, um, off center, and I talked to everybody around me. There was a family in front of me. It was this kid who was like nine's first concert ever. Nine. He was nine. Oh geez. He was the kid from o- Open Your Heart. I mean, he was basically the kid from Open Your Heart. And uh, so it was you. It was me. I, I befriended this child. So um, and I watched my language. So um, then, but it it forced you to like encounter each other without, and there was no nothing else to do. You had to talk to each other. You had to be anticipated. There was nowhere else to put your energy but in that room with that space, which was really cool. I didn't really talk to anybody around us. Like there was a guy behind us who had already seen the show once. He had seen it from the balcony, like I don't know, earlier that week. I was I was on Sun. I, the show had been on a Tuesday. Yeah, I saw it Sunday. You saw it Thursday that Correct. week. So he had already been once that week. He basically was talking very loudly to the woman next to him about literally everything that was about to happen. And I wanted to turn around and be like, "Stop talking!" Like, yeah, I did all my research, but like, I really I don't need to hear the play by play and he yeah. did that a little during the show and I did turn around and just sort of give him like the shut the fuck up look cuz I was How'd like that go? it went fine it was fine like he knew that he was sort of I was like you know I was sort of just like pull it together a little bit like yeah. you can scream and yell and I want to be part of all of that but I also don't want to hear like he would be like and now she's going to turn now she's going to turn and I was like I don't need to hear that your dvd commentary yeah yeah I also um 
people move like we were in the third row in the mezzanine on the side, um, but not too far on the side. We were in a good spot, and so people. There were two people sitting in front of me. The, everything was full. I mean, whatever, however they filled up the seats, you know, because I think there were some tickets available. But mm. uh, two guys moved to another location that I guess was a little more center. And this woman showed up and sat in front of me. And she like leaned back in her chair and like pulled all her hair back. And like, like literally her head and her hair were in my lap at some point. And I like had to like oh push her a little oh bit. My. Like. <laughs> So I have to say, I mean, none that having my phone would have stopped any of that from happening, but like I was sort of maybe a little more aware and distressed by the the space. What, what, what what do you think the ratio of casual to hardcore fan was? That's a good question because I think it was kind of 50, 50. Yeah. I was surprised how, how um, casual some of the fans were. Yeah, yeah. I think that there were people there who were like, oh, Madonna, fun. Yeah. Um, and other people like me or you or the guy behind me who were like, Madonna is my life. You know? <laughs> I wouldn't say that. <laughs> this is the most important thing that's ever happened to you. Well, you know, I was like freaking out all week because I was so, well, first of all, I was so nervous that we would get there. And for some reason that night she would start at 8.45. Yeah. And so I was- It was a lot, you guys. It was a lot. There was a fire truck in front of the BAM at one point. Oh, yeah. Uh, we thought maybe Unrelated. She, it was an unrelated thing. A, a, um, a sprinkler had gone off. I erroneously in the building. It's an old building. It is. It's not. It's not the the cleanest or the. I just didn't want to today. be there the night that like Madonna had a heart attack or something. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. No, but uh, so thank you for saying that. You're though it's not going to happen. Okay. please. Um, it is going to happen. Well, okay. I don't want to get into it. So um, anyway, anyway, so that was like the first act of yeah. the show, which yeah. is like sitting and waiting or wandering around. And there are lots of, I we ran into a ton of friends yeah. and talked to a lot of people. And I mean, um, you have to remember that this is like, it, it for for Madonna fans. I mean, we now are. I'm very. I'm very aware of my spoiled privilege living in New York City because she's never not going to play New York when she tours. And um, but when you know when I was a kid in Ohio, she never came to Ohio in all the years that uh, all these years she 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 only went back to Ohio for MDNA and. Uh, and I think that was that was like wacky and weird that she would actually play those secondary venues. So, but a lot of people make the pilgrimage to New York to mm-hmm. see her. So you do get to see a lot. And I always think of you know like my beloved friend Johnny Steiner who lives in Columbus. Hi Johnny, he's probably going to listen to this. And um and, and our he, one listener. And he would he would make the pilgrimage to whatever city he could to see Madonna. Mm. And um and you forget that you forget that until you see all these people who have come in from all over the place and, and people now, who are planning to come in. Or, yeah, and how upset some people were because she had canceled those first couple. Yeah. Nights and who had really made like a big deal about coming into the for city the to see shows, her. Yeah, for the first shows. Um, yeah. So yeah. Um, hey, you wanted to talk a little bit about contextualizing. Well, concert. I wanted to because you know this is uh, concert going is a very personal experience, and um, you know you and I both come from the theater, and so we're used to seeing in audiences uh, like 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 Bams. I mean that that was a pretty much a traditional theater, um, but how how often do you do uh, how well? And I don't think we've ever talked about this. How well versed are you in concert going? Do you go to a lot of concerts? Have you spent your life collecting concert experiences? I mean, are there uh, bands and 
musicians that you've you've always gone to see when they tour or people like do you have a bucket list of people you'd always wanted to see that you never did or wanted want to still um no not really I Madonna I've seen the most yeah. in concert um and there I I will go to concerts occasionally but not consistently or um I've even skipped I skipped Rebel Heart because I didn't want to go for whatever reason. I didn't want to go to Madison Square Garden to see her or wherever yeah. she was playing. Like um, she played Barclay, oh, Barclay for the first time. Yeah, yeah. The first time that tour. I get. I, I don't remember why, but I have a very like love hate relationship with going to concerts. Mm-hmm. I get very stressed out in large spaces. I have anxiety attacks. I mean, this is actually a real thing, you know. Like, and um, if and I found in large concert spaces that the sound can frequently be a problem that bothers me. Yeah. Like like the sound quality is poor. Um and like so yeah, I don't I don't go to that many. I used to go to I used I would say when I was in my twenties and early thirties, I think I used to go downtown all the time to see stuff with friends, you know, as part of a night out, you know, and just go to like smaller venues mm-hmm. like um Bowery Ballroom and stuff like that. You know, but like um, no, so I don't, you know, I, don't, I have never gone to see Beyonce. I didn't, yeah. you know, I didn't do any of Lady Gaga. I'm not into it. I saw Justin Timberlake in pink. I think that was one of the bigger ones I saw. This is like how many years <laughs> so ago So you're like was. a stadium guy. You go to state big stadium show. If, if you do go, you go to a. No, but I will. I prefer to go to places like Terminal 5 or Terminal 5. Yeah. Like, you know, to go see concerts where you're a little closer and a little more intimate. That's, that would be my preferred ben- venue, but yeah. I don't seek out the shows. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 What about you? Um, I, I, I have a few people I've seen a lot. Uh, Madonna's one. Um, I've seen Ani DeFranco a lot. Um, I've seen uh, one of my favorite bands ever is REM, and I and I saw them twice when they were uh, once in my first concert. One of my first concerts, my first stadium, stadium, stadium concert was Gundarina in Cleveland to see the Monster Tour that they did. Um, that was my first like rock show that I'd ever gone to see that wasn't Madonna, and. Um, I I like I like smaller venues. I like general admission venues. I don't like the hierarchy of ticket sales. Um, and you know, for those of you who know me, my fa- one of my big time favorite bands and artists is Stevie Nicks and Fleetwood Mac. And I only first saw them uh, because a boyfriend of mine had comp tickets to a bo- got a box seat at Madison Square Garden to see them in 2006. So it was a long, long time. And I only saw Stevie Nicks solo um, in 2016 or 2017. I mean, like, so I it's not something I like to do. I obviously don't like to go, and I definitely don't like to go to huge, big shows um, uh, where I, I have to watch it on a video screen. Right. That was one of the things... You gave me like an aha moment when you were talking about this show and you were like, it'll be the first time that there is no screen yeah. that you have to watch her on. Like yeah. we will be close enough to see her without a screen. Yeah. And that totally shifted. And I knew that, but you saying it was like, right, I never thought of a Madonna show without the big screen above it the or on the sides. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. all the cameras flying through to get the images, yeah. you know? And that 
made me really excited and of course also scared. Well, I think I think what 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 I what I kind of what I love about theater is always the intimacy of it. And in concerts there's so many other elements happening and once you get over the sh- the joy and shock of the person being there, like oh my god, there's PJ Harvey, she's there in person. You kind of settle in and it becomes just kind of a concert. Yeah. And unless they're an amazing musician who reinvents the material and really changes it up, which I mean, I think Ani DeFranco, I mean, I I spent probably 15 years seeing her yearly mm. in concert experiences all over the place. Tori Amos is another one I saw a lot. And um and then all of a sudden I stopped going. Um, in 2007, I stopped going to Tori and probably around the same time, probably a little earlier, I stopped going to see Ani and it was less about them and it was more about the fans and the, the people you have to be with in the audience. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's always a nasty, um, disruptive experience for me. Mm -hmm. And that was around, right around the same time the phones related to this, the phones started to take Mm. over. And the last thing I want to do is watch a, watch a a person tape a show. Right. Right. Sitting right in front of you. Yeah. With their head standing right in front of you, standing right in front of you and not putting the phone down the whole time. Yep. So I stopped kind of going and I, I would rather, Though, um, you know, my friends have kind of forced me sometimes to go. Um, I saw, I got to see Adele at the Beacon uh, when she was touring after 21. Like but that, the Beacon, such a lovely space. Amazing, and and so I'm kind of, I'm kind of recommitted. I'm trying to recommit to theater tours, mm-hmm. but um, steer clear of stadiums. That seems like a smart choice. Yeah, the sound can never be good in a stadium. No. No. Ever, you Ever. know, and even when you're up front, it's not because no. I paid the money to see Stevie Nicks close, and she's amazing up there, and you see so much more. But the sound is the sound's happening almost behind you. Yeah, yeah, it never sounds great. But Madame X sounded hey, amazing. I thought so too. I will. I will say I thought it sounded amazing. I would have. I would have tweaked her her mic a little bit. I would have actually pulled it down just a little yeah. bit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because I thought it was a it was a little bit louder than the space required, um, but so we're gonna yes. we're gonna start talking about the the performance as we saw, and um, so if you haven't seen Madame X, um, if we and are yeah. if we are gonna release this before the right. tour concludes, then this may be a time to step off and right. fast forward. To the end. Or just don't listen to this episode. Just we have like literally 50 <laughs> episodes that you can listen to. Many, many songs, many songs to talk um, about. Um, so Madonna tours usually uh, divide into two categories. Either um, I want to redeem my creative act. Reinvention tour. Yes. Or I'm going to tour behind this record that I just made and fuck everything else. Yeah. Which would be like... Confessions. Confessions. Um, Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, no, Drown World was really like... Drowned World. But there was a lot. There were like three albums that she was covering then. So Girly Show would be kind of an erotica tour. Girly Show was definitely an erotica tour. Um, And she doesn't like... You know, and and Madonna's been saying this since 1998, that she doesn't want to ever sing her old stuff again. She feels like she's moved totally past it. And she would love to get away with being able to... Uh, go on tour and pretty much sing only the new songs 
and she finally has achieved it. She pretty much did. I mean, there's there's a handful, uh, a sprinkling of old material. Yes. And I think for the most part, good choices. Um, um, okay. Okay. <laughs> I think, Do you want to start with the old stuff first? Sure. Um, I, yeah, why don't you? Wait. <laughs> well, let's see. Let's just list them out so that we can get them. So it's Vogue, American Life. Um, human nature. A, human nature. Yeah, I always skip that one because oh well, I, I have issues about that song. Frozen. Frozen. Like a prayer. Like a prayer. And then uh, whiffs of Papa Don't Preach. Express yourself. And La Isla Bonita. Right. And that's it. Yeah. That's it. True. And uh, the the most telling thing for me was when the. Um, the wonderful orchestral introduction to Papa Don't Preach started. The crowd went nuts, and Madonna kind of sat down and kind of wearily started to sing the song. Totally. She was not into it. She's not into it. And but she, the audience went crazy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, and I'll, I'll give a shout out to my friend Killian. Uh, my friend Killian is, uh, has never seen Madonna before, and he was the person who I invited to go see the show with. And so he was ready to jump up and dance when he heard a song he knew, which was five times in the night. <laughs> so, um, and he, but he oh, loved but you it. You know what? We, t- we told him that. Yes, there we we not- wa- I warned him. <laughs> but, you know, it, it goes back to this theory I have about how. Madonna's definitely feeling trapped by Madonna, by the persona, because there's so much in this show. There's so many messages and so much imagery and so many powerful statements. And yet people just want her to sing Holiday. I know, but it's like, I don't really want her to sing Holiday. No, neither do I. But like, that's the perception. Right. I mean, the people that came, like we said, like that other half of the audience who just were like, oh, Madonna, I love Lucky Star. I love Like a Virgin. Let's go see her. You know? And then they were like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Um, But they weren't. I thought the audience was really into it the whole time. Yes. Because it's a really, really exciting, interesting show. Yeah, it is. You know, like it is. That's I would, why I asked. Uh, that's why I wondered what the ratio was of new, yeah. of, of like diehard fans and then casual fans. I mean, the new, the the old song, and even the old song she picked. Those they sprinkle. It, it's interesting because they pretty much sprinkle across her career, and yeah. yet all have a very specific purpose within the context of this show. Yes, they were part of the story. Yes, which um, I thought was really smart because. Um, she was able to kind of go acknowledge uh, pretty much. Uh, she skipped lots of chunks of her. Yes, career. she did. Uh, there's nothing from erotica or confessions, confessions or MDNA, bedtime stories. Rebel Heart. No, uh, Human Nature. Oh, that's right. Rebel Heart. Uh, music got nothing. Music. I, I feel like music was a mistake that it wasn't in the show. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's an interesting, I, and I, we also know that she rehearsed a bunch of stuff that didn't get in. She rehearsed "You Must Love Me." She rehearsed "Easy Ride." Right. I know she did rehearse uh, "Rescue Me," and then well, that was the biggest tea, we don't know. disappointment of the night. It does show up, but in a really, it's just the word. It's not really "Rescue Me," no. so nobody hold out for that. It's kind of like the "Justify My Love." We always get like a whiff of justify my love, but we're never going to get it live again. You know, when she did it live, it was so boring. Really? On the girly show? Yeah, I loved it. Oh, I thought that it was, was amazing so live. It boring. was amazing live. But she was lip syncing the whole thing. Yeah, it's just a boring song. I mean, I like that song 
on the radio or on yeah. the radio yeah. um, to listen to, but um, boring. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I was very, the only song that of the old songs that I felt really was transformative was, was Frozen. Frozen to me was a masterpiece performance. Like yeah. I've never, that was the most. Talk about, describe it. I'm going to do my best. Um, she's behind a scrim, so we can only kind of see her. I mean, we can see her, but she's. She, but what we're mostly looking at is a gigantic scre- screen of Lourdes, who's dancing or moving. Um, very, I, I, you know, probably not actually to that song originally, but just her moving in space in a very um, sensual way or very connected to her body way, right? And very earthy, very, looks like she's not wearing any makeup. She just looks totally beautiful. And she looks like a young Madonna. Um, and so the, you can probably talk more to like thematically, like how there was something about the way Lourdes was moving that connected to the lyrics of the song. But what I was tripping out on, and I don't know if this hit you, was that, you know, she made Ray of Light when Lourdes was a baby and then there's Lourdes as a grown-up woman, and she's singing this song about you know being frozen and how really Lourdes was the thing that unfroze her in so many ways. And like I just it, and her vocals were beautiful. The song sounds more beautiful today than it did ever. I think it's just like it was so stunning it took my breath away. Yeah. It was um, first of all, it was very. It's a very moving. It's 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 easily in the top. 10 Madonna songs, I think. I think Frozen is so gorgeous. And um, it, it just, it's beautiful. What I was so blown away by was how how little it was, di- like the actual performance in the song, it was it was pretty much yes. the recording yes. version. Uh, but the context of it was so different and gorgeous. Uh, and it was this thing that could only happen on stage because the, the way that the stagecraft worked, she was she was way upstage. And on film, on in a stadium, she would have been so far, too far away, and we would have had to watch her on a screen. But because it was close enough, you could see her. She was small. Yes. But but really close, but small, and so the the interaction with the video was just gorgeous. It was phenomenal, and it it is a it's a marker of time, and yeah. that you know it's been twenty one years or however many years yep. it's been, and yep. you know Madonna is now the the elder to a new generation. Like there there was that element to it without it being like Madonna's old or. Those no. hokey, awful things that people try and paint onto her. It was, it was, it was totally stunning. And then after that, to go into "Come Alive," yeah, uh, that was the, that was the only song though of the old songs that I felt like was really transformative. Yeah. Everything else to me felt very um, uh, checking a box and or um, uh, dutiful. Yeah, I would agree. I mean. I I'm not the biggest fan of human nature. Like I like always like that song as an idea, but it never like especially live, I never find it to be that interesting. It almost took off when she started to play like the drums mm. and it was sort of like getting a little looser. But the but for most of the song she was just kind of doing 
the old song, you yeah. know. And I liked the imagery and stuff with the shadows and stuff. But I, I, I would have, I, I would have been happy to trade that out. Um, I, I, and the other thing that that, that, that I agree with, I, I thought, I thought having all the women, like you know, the 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 saxophonist showed up and all, you know, I kind of liked that. I kind of, I liked how loose it felt. It felt yeah. much looser. Um, but I, I was also um, disappointed in the abbreviated versions of American Life and Vogue. Um, yes. And Why doesn't she do the end of Vogue anymore? She didn't do it this summer too at the Pride show. Well, it was the same. By the way, it was exactly that the same. was the worst version of Vogue I've ever. Yeah. I was so disappointed in that whole section. So there's this section in the show where she's in a trench coat being a spy. Madame X is a spy. <laughs> and uh, she does that, and then she goes right into "I don't search, I find," right. which I love on the record. And the and the ver- the, the way it was done in the show—I mean, she was being interrogated, and she had terrible. handcuffs on, and it was so weird. Well, and- yeah, it was like it was like one of her. You know, you were talking about when we we're talking about True Blue yeah. about like sort of White Heat. It was sort of like the concept of the of the song was like overpowered the song. My friend Kevin, who was with us that night, with me that night, said, "Like you know, um, I that song doesn't go anywhere." No, and I was like, "Oh yeah, it really doesn't." No. and it sticks out on Madame X because it's it's like it sounds like an older Madonna it sounds song. like an older Madonna yeah. song, but actually it has no build. It nothing happens in it. No, and when it was on stage, it was like. This is actually boring. I, I thought it was. I thought it would transition into something else. Like we were transitioned into a a, a real version of Papa Don't Preach, or like it was. It was going to bridge the two right so, hits, and it didn't. It was like its no. own thing. And in some ways, I'm like, okay, but I have to say, and I was going to say this later, but I'll say it now. Uh, for all of its intimacy and for all of its theatricality, it was most effective when Madonna was herself. In all these years and all of these different personas, and and um, there's always a moment in a Madonna concert where all of the structural stuff and the conceptual stuff fall away, and it's just Madonna and the audience. And she was the most herself in this concert. And those times when she wasn't and she was playing a part, which I would say that first that the first and the second sections. Um, you mean when she's in the uh, when they're sort of when with Batuka where that starts? You'd say that section. No, I think that section she was she was closer to who she. Oh yeah, herself. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I think the Vogue, the spy section, American the, Life, the the early part with um, dark ballet and God Control, where she's playing kind of a role. Right. Um, those were the least. Those were the least effective sections for me because. Um, I know what she's capable of. And then she was Madonna for the rest of the right. concert, pretty much. It's weird. A lot of her shows start with that sort of, you know, odd distance or, um, you know, that she has a lot of artifice at the beginning that she pulls away. She top loads it with messages and the dark yeah. stuff yeah. always. Yeah. And, and Rebel Heart had it. Um, MDNA had that whole gun section with Yeah, which I actually bang. love that. But I'm also like, like that whole section was really dark. And yep. and then at some point she's like, oh, it's me. I'm Madonna. Everything's okay. Right. And I felt like that. I, I always loved it the most when she, ri- in Drowned World, and we'll talk about this when yes. we get to Drowned World, when she rises out of the ground to yes. sing the ballad, to sing I Deserve It. And uh, she's Madonna, finally, after oh, after but, the wigs and the geisha. But come on, Drowned World starts with, 
um, Drown, Drown World, Substitute for Love, that is one of the most intimate beginnings of a show ever. It doesn't feel like her. It I does. There's absolutely so much her. going on. Then I she totally jumps disagree. into those, there's those guys with the masks oh, on well, and she's being thrown around. That's, and... that's the next song, but that first song. Sure. She's totally, no, but then she, she, does, she does like, you know, she candy. dives into like a wor- yeah. weird world. Then she does, yeah, she does Irresistible, no. Candy uh, Perfume Girl and candy the Beautiful Perfume Girl, Stranger. Beautiful Stranger, yeah. It's that's not my favorite part of that album, that yeah. uh, concert either. I totally agree, but yeah, I agree with you. I thought the first section was the weakest, like as far as like um, connection. But I thought that was I thought that was what a lot of the show is about. And my experience of the show was sort of like she is testing out like how close can she get and how totally you know what I'm saying. And so she kept she was she keeps putting on stuff like to protect herself in a way and then she would get close and then she would pull back and then she and that was part of again the relationship of the show like yeah. wait for me here i am you know i thought what was interesting about not having phones was that whenever she would come downstage everybody around me i presume it was happening all through the mezzanine leaned forward because we were trying to see her even more you yeah. know and we were, there was never we could never get close enough yeah and i wondered what it was like on the floor uh-huh. You know, um, I, and that's why I want to go back because I want to sit on the floor now because I need to like see if I feel closer, but I have this feeling I won't. Like, I just think that I would never feel close enough. Well, yes, I, I, I love that. And I think there were, when, when she came down into the audience, there were, there are a couple of moments in the show where she comes down. I think during Meta, Meta Jean, she comes down yep, and, yep. and, and she comes down at the end of the show, which I, I don't think yep. we should spoil no. the end for those who, no. who are yet to see it. We're going to try and keep that as a spoiler free moment for you. But, um, the, the 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 boldness of it and the kind of and the, they were moments in the songs not the bits that she had worked out and they had set and you know there there's a whole bit with a guy where she sits down next to him drinking a beer and that beer clearly is preplanted the chair she sits in is one that's set up for her him her next to the seat it's very like checked the the person i think is real i think so too and i also think it's um it's really funny and great. It's yeah. such a f- fantastic moment of the show. But I will also point out just for this thing about being near and far that she has her back to us the whole time. No one sees her Correct. while she's having that conversation. The same with her long conversation while she's, while she's changing. changing in front of us in it, but she has all the dress the mirrors or whatever the dressing room pulled out in front of her. So we hear her talking really intimately, but we don't we see, see her, her legs. We see right. her legs, which all don't, of this yeah. is like genius. And and it because I mean, so so the show's just, so we've waited and waited and waited and waited, and then the show kicks off with a James Baldwin quote that takes forever to come on screen. Forever. And then we get, we she, she front loads us with the two heaviest, biggest, weirdest songs on the record, uh, Dark Ballet and uh, God, God Control. Control first. God Control and then Dark Ballet. And um, both are really great set pieces. They're really well designed and performed. Um, and they're wacky. I loved Dark Ballet. I thought it was so... Bold and yeah, crazy, yeah. and and part of the cynical part of me is like, well, she needs to get them out of the way, and she better while while our while our goodwill is at the height, she's oh, going to like dispense with these. Absolutely, no, there's no other time in the show where any of us would have put up with it. Yeah, and then human nature kind of comes <laughs> along, and we're so hungry for something, we know that everyone's like, wow, 
Killian jumps up and and it's so great and you're like it it, it it's 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 as experimental as she's ever been in the most intimate of places and that was what it was blowing my mind that we were there all together yeah. experiencing that it was it was really there's just something about i mean first of all again my friend Bradley who i was with said the energy in here is crazy. This is before the show started. Like the energy of coming to see Madonna and being this close, like it was like a cauldron. Like it, you could feel it in the room. Like everybody was kind of like half breathing. And when she arrived, like everybody just was like freaking out, you know? And that was the thing is like for that first 15 minutes, no one could get over the fact that we were there mm. and it was happening. You know, and then and then the kids come out and the whole all you know oh the children God. come out and they're singing "Express Yourself" and they're I mean th- th- there is an intimacy and a normalcy to it. Well, they looked it, like they were just all there on this. It's so I weird. Know. Well, so it is. Weird. It is so weird. And then there's always also again. Um, I think my friend Kevin was like, "Why are they up so late?" I know. <laughs> it's Sunday night. Everyone's been saying that on <laughs> and, on social media as like, but someone Esther, called child services. The twins haven't been to bed before one a.m. in in months. At, at the minimum, one a.m. But they're so cute, and it's like after seeing them on Instagram for so long, it's like, oh my god, they're there. Um, I loved all of that. I thought yeah. that was all really sweet, and she's having a. She seems to be having a good time. Yeah. So, but I'd say that that first act is sort of like, yeah, just getting us settled, and it's she's front loading it like you're. You're absolutely saying the political message of the show is there, but then we move. Yes, and then we go into. Um, we get a long sequence about Madame X. And we right. go into Vogue, we get Vogue, and then we do I Don't Search, I Find. Then we get Papa Don't Preach, um, the little wisp in her speech about, and I think that's when she also, when does she um, auction off the selfie? It's during that section. Is it? Okay. Yeah. And then um, between I Don't Search, I Find and Papa Don't Preach. Okay. And then she does American Life. Right. And then we segue again. So that's- And American Life was like, well, again, if you watched the Pride, her Pride video, you know, yeah. her performance of Pride, it was pretty much the same rendition. Yeah. I think that that song is more interesting again now than it was then. Like, I, and when the rap started, everybody in the audience just did the rap with her. I don't yeah. know if that happened with you, which yeah. I think is pretty funny because she was so raked over the coals for that rap. Yeah. But it's sort of like, you can't deny it. You know, it's no. such a weird rap. No, but but you also have to remember, I mean, like, I remember that time, and it was a very divisive time. I was so disappointed that she pulled the video. Yeah, that was one of her biggest missteps, yeah. I would say, of her entire career, that, like, she kind of blinked. Yeah. Um, and it was unfortunate, but... The truth I mean, is, I mean, if we, if I had to choose between getting the video or getting rid of the rap, because I think, I think <laughs> you got one or the other. We got the rap, but we didn't get the video. I'm I would fine. have given up the rap to have the video. But we did get the video eventually, so it was all yeah. fine. We did. I mean, we, we need, got it. We needed her to speak out. No, you're right, and we she didn't. I mean, that's out. partly what this whole album, you know, Madame X is about, and her returning to work with Mir Wei, which I have a lot of questions about her yeah. work with Mir Wei, because, and we'll talk about this more when later. we talk about Madame X. Yeah, but I, I, I sometimes wonder if he's both loves her and idolizes her, and also is sabotaging her. I think 
And and this was the thing, this was the takeaway, because I, I, and I say hello to all these people, um, many, many, many people. You forget how um, identified you are in your fandom until something like Madame X happens, and everyone you know comes out of the woodwork and asks you how you, what you thought. And I've not said anything on, on social media or anything, so this is an exclusive. Uh, because I, I just, first of all, um, I'm not going to share, you know, you should see the show for yourself and have your experience. I'm not going to, you know, trademark mine and give it to you. Um, I was, I loved the show. I wish the album was better behind the tour because um, I I kept waiting for the songs to be transformed the, from Madame X, um, be transformed into... Uh, evolved things and maybe it's too early maybe the records hasn't been out long enough maybe you know but when i saw the girly show in 1993 um erotica had been out for you wait know, you went to the girly show yes you know this the girly show was my first madonna oh my god concert. i keep forgetting all in right 1993 i went to philadelphia on a bus <gasps> to see madonna i'm so jealous i didn't see that show. It, no it, it didn't play many u.s cities i know it was very tough uh, so yeah, so um, and and the songs from Erotica were transformed on that tour. Sure, yes. In a way that I kept waiting for that to happen on, with this. And the the next stretch of the show is all new stuff. Yes, it's all that we go into the we do Batuka. We do. Um, she covers that um, that Fado song. She sings Killers Who Are Partying. She sings Crazy. Uh, she transitions uh, with La Isla Bonita into Medellin. Mm-hmm. She does uh, Extreme Occident, and that kind of ends the sequence. Right. And that's all new material. That's yeah. all, brand, all a long stretch of new stuff. I loved that section, though. I did, too, as a whole, but the songs themselves, I kept being like... No, I kind of thought that Batuco would be even more... like. I love that song. Actually, that's one of yeah. my favorites on the album. It's grown on me over time because at first I was like, what is this? But then I was like, the rhythms of that are amazing and the the power of it. And live, I thought those women were fantastic. I love how they entered. I, I love-, love that Madonna gave them the stage. Yes. She gave the, She gives them the stage. She sits on the side and drums yes. while they like do their thing. It was amazing. And I would have been happy if that went on longer like and and built even more. I would have been happy if the whole section had been built off of them. I was sad when they left. Do you know what I mean? You well, know what I mean? And, and, that, and, and it was a huge frustration for me because I was like, where did they, why didn't she use them yeah, more? Yeah, they're only there for that one song. And like a prayer has a choir. Yeah. If she had done Rescue Me, there would have been a choir. I mean, she had this amazing totally. group of women at her disposal, they're on tour. I mean, what do they get on a bus and eat pizza on the way back to the hotel? Like, wh- where do they go? <laughs> like, that's what I want to know. I'm, I'm I would livid. like to see where they're living. I was livid. I was I d- livid. I do follow the choreographer Megan. Do you follow her? No. She's staying in some really nice place in Brooklyn, like a really cool loft. And so I'm wondering, like, where's everybody else staying? Where are the where are those ladies staying? Probably down by the Navy Yards. They're I'm maybe staying you. at like the Holiday Inn. <laughs> 
I was, but I was like, do they bust them out right after that? I mean, I mean well, they may be like, Madonna, we would have stayed for more, but your show started so late. We need to go home and get to sleep. <laughs> My favorite um, are those two women who are already in the seats uh-huh. when the when the curtain yes. comes up. Because they're like, the, we're not coming down the aisle. Like, I'm not coming down the aisle. You're not yeah. paying me that much, no, bitch. They're the no, grandma, they're the grandmas. They're yeah. probably Madonna's age. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, truth, right? Yeah. Um, no, I was, I was, I was, I thought that was a thrilling part, and I was, I was super bummed that they weren't in more of the show. Yeah. Um, and then I thought that "Killers Who Are Partying," which is my least favorite track on the album, was beautiful live. I still have a lot of issues with the lyrics, but I'm gonna let that go. Yeah. Extreme Occident, which I, I. I like and don't like that song was better live. I liked the story. You know, there's something with the visuals of all those stairs that was part of the story of the show. And you saw people pushing them. Yeah, which there's I really liked too. There's nothing automatic No, about that it. Was, it was so cool. I love that too. And she's really alone on that song, you know, whereas she's been with, I mean, there are a lot of people around pushing things, but she's not like pushing men out of the way or whatever. You no, know what I'm saying? No, Um And I liked that. You know, I don't know. I like that section. The music, there were a couple of musicians riding the stairs. Oh, with, they were. Yeah, the, the 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 one guitarist was also on the the um, young guy. Yeah, yeah. He's like sixteen. Yeah, he's a kid. And I thought she she brought him on the tour. He's super talented. She he's the grandson of that Fado singer yeah. who she had. We have Instagram video of them together at some restaurant. Like. A year or so ago, mm-hmm. right? And I thought, what a beautiful thing that she brought him on the tour. Like, and, and then I also thought this other thing, Mark, which I'm like freaking out talking about. That you know, on the Rebel Heart tour, what happened with her son who is 16? Yeah, right. Yeah, he ran away from yeah. her. So in a way, like he's like Rocco, but she's making something better or fixing something or uh. or filling a filling a void or well. Since we're talking about it, uh, it's interesting that Rocco and David are both MIA. Yes, and uh, in in any kind of way in the show, like there's not. I kept waiting for a video of the soccer game. Totally, because so much of what this has been. Yeah, and he's he he likes to be on film yeah. so far. There's no there's no break yet, yeah. or maybe there is. Maybe it, there is. I don't know. I I think. I I'm I'm kind of I'm really it's interesting because I do think that the children have a moment where they realize oh I'm never going to do anything unless I break all of that and I think I think the t- the oldest three have done that um, in some way and and David probably the healthiest through the soccer yeah well he David has a very surprising confidence not surprising because I mean I guess when you're given so many opportunities and also like he's he recognizes where he's where he's from and you know what I mean well and, and like, his adoption was an international yes. story. But he is a he carries himself in a in a very particular way different than uh Rocco and Lourdes who yeah. always to me seemed a little spoiled, you know, for lack of a better way to say it. Like or or put off. Well I think know? I also think that Madonna's gotten better at being a parent. Absolutely. Like she's a better songwriter. Like she's a better, you know, all yeah, of the things absolutely. that were, and like we all, I hope, I, I hope everybody gets better with age and, and allow themselves to, I, I really do. Like, yeah, same. Um, so I, I think it's an, it, I thought that was an interesting thing when he came out. And I did think of Rocco because I did, I do think that there's this weird, 
she has this difficulty connecting with men in this weird way. Yep. There's all there, she's always pushing men away. She's always, you know, um, particularly in the last twenty years, it's always been very visceral reactions. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and so it's it's a, it's an interesting section. Um, and I found Medellin to be like the least effective number in that chunk. I thought it was fun. It it it, it continues that tradition Madonna has of, of burying the the first single like mid in in the middle of the the show, uh-huh, which she's uh-huh. been doing the last few tours. She's been kind of like like burying like um, living for love was was halfway through, which is fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, but you know, I, I, I again because Medellin when it when it when it came out, I was like, oh, this is a really good pop song, uh, and it never really lifted for me. No, it on didn't. Stage. She well, walked a lot around the stairs. That's when she comes down, though. Yeah, she does come into the audience to dance there, sort of like the way she did on the VMAs or yeah. the or the Billboard Awards, whatever it was that she did it on. Um, so then we go into the third section. Do we right? want to talk about crazy? Oh, sure. What did you think of Crazy? I thought it was good. I did too. I, I liked that song. I did too. And I liked it live. I thought it was, I, I, as I had sort of felt like, it feels like a song that should be performed live. It feels the most kind of like, I don't know how to say it. Like, it feels like a pop rock song that should just be played live. It's a nice, it's a really nice song, you know? I really liked her. This was a moment where I was like, God, she sounds great. Her she vocals does. sound really good. Through the whole show. And she's singing most of it law. I would say she's singing 91% of the show law. Yeah, I mean, I think stuff that's like, uh, you know, in Dark Ballet or even in God Control, we can hear. And Vogue, I think there are parts that she wasn't singing. But in that second section, I felt like it was pretty much all live. um, But I did miss the interaction with the the backup singers. I wish there had been a little bit, because they just kind of wandered through the crowd singing along. And Well, this is what was interesting is like there was, there were, you'd said this to me too, like there are musicians on stage and the backup dancer, the backup singers are on stage, but like we don't, yeah, she's not, she's not connecting with them in a way where like she connected with other backup singers, right? Mm-hmm. They're just, they're there. And, uh, but we also don't see any of the other musicians. Like, are there other people playing the I show? I think there are. Cause we, I see their videos and Instagram of like, there is a band backstage. Uh, so they're all backstage. Yeah. Um, like the backbone is backstage. And then you have these like, you know, Fado musicians. Right. Is it Fado or Fado? Fado, I'm mispronouncing okay, it. Okay, just making my... just want to make sure. Thanks for pointing that out. I like to point it out when you say I the wrong words. You do. <laughs> uh, thank you. And I'm really happy you do. You're so welcome. Uh, <laughs> but the vocals were just thrilling in this whole section. And I think her best vocal of the night was that cover of that Fado song. Yeah, that was that nice. she sung. And and it kind of evoked and I love, I love how no matter what happens, it's never going to be enough. Because I just remember in that promotional video where she was like, I learned your language. Don't I get props? <laughs> it's like, right. she was like asking for like, you did a good job, Madonna. And there's nothing these people are going to be able to say to her no. that is going to be like enough. Well, she won't believe them. And like, yeah. I was thinking, you know, um, 
I know someone who worked on the tour and I thought there was a moment and I didn't really think he was going to ever like introduce me to Madonna, but there was a moment where I thought, Oh, he's going to maybe in a magical way, he'll be like, come backstage and meet Madonna. And I was like, well, what would I even say to her? Like, I would have to say something like, um, in order for her to remember, I'd have to say something like your show was nice (laughs) or like, Oh, good. Neat. That was neat. Yeah. (laughs) Neat show. Or, um, I've seen you do better. (laughs) I don't don't think she'd remember that. (laughs) I I think. (laughs) You can't tell her you're, you know, you can't be like, you were amazing. That was amazing. You gave me everything I needed. She'd point out the things she fucked up. Yeah, that's what you can be like. You were good, except for that one part. Oh, so after this section, (laughs) she she returns to blonde uh, because she's been a brunette this whole sequence, Um, and then she um, comes back. uh, They do the rescue me dick tease, right? And uh, which is lovely. And you know what? I loved all of the intervals. Like I thought they were they were the best of all of those sort of um, interludes, I guess that she would call them, like where the dancers are there and she's not. I thought. These were so beautiful. Yeah. And that one dancer who allegedly is her boyfriend, or I believe is her boyfriend, yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah, he's a great dancer. What is his name? Asaf or Asaf or Asif? All right, we'll look it up. He's he, No, and he's a great dancer. And everybody, there are all kinds of, there, there's a beautiful Caucasian androgynous man, too, mm-hmm. who I just, um, I thought he, he, he leads, he begins the rescue mm. me interval. And he's just... A wonderful, and he plays. I mean, this is again one of those tours where I think she casts uh, people in roles. Every, yes. There were different parts, and everyone had a role to play in each section. But the choreography for the entire show was phenomenal. I thought the yeah. dancing, and now not Madonna's dancing because Madonna literally doesn't dance. She dances, but not really. You know, a few times. Like well, she, there was a moment because I was getting a little like, oh, Madonna's not really. She's kind of walking around and like walking up the stairs. Yeah, but there was a moment when Madonna climbed onto a, a table. Yes, with just a leg up. I mean, yes. she wasn't. I mean, she could. She still can do. I mean, because I was like, if I'm 61 and can pull my, you know, leg up totally. on the table and up I go. Well, this is part of. I mean, this is part of like where our um, expectations for her and for anybody lower. It's like, look at her. Look at how um, she has balance still. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? It's like, wow, she can walk up all those stairs without <laughs> holding on to anything. I mean, honestly, these are the things where I'm like, that's kind of a major feat because. I'm afraid to walk upstairs <laughs> without, without holding onto the railing. <laughs> Sometimes. Oh God. Can you imagine being in front of 2000 people and having no, I mean, those were really high well, stairs. When she trips, people freak out. I mean, remember when she's tripped, like yes. she tripped at the Super Bowl, and yes. people were losing their minds. Like Madonna fucked up. It's like, come on. I know. I know. Anyway, it's, anyway, it's okay. impossible. So that okay. Happens. So we go into the third. Then part. we get frozen, and we blow, our minds blow, and yes. then she sings "Come Alive." <gasps> Come Alive was so good. Uh, which was, she, you know, I yeah. Was, you didn't love that. It was. Uh, <laughs> <gasps> All right. I mean. What what was missing for me in the end, and what's always great, Madonna sequences her tours really well, and the the last section always kind of gets this momentum where it just kind of is pummeling towards the end. 
Yeah. And and this is then this inevitable thing. And whether or not it all leads to holiday or not doesn't really matter. It's just it starts to rev up and really kind of go. Yeah. And um and actually I think the the hard candy rev up is a really, really good one. I think so too. I also think Confessions is an amazing Confessions one. Confessions has a great third act. Right, because we go, yeah, so anyway. These though don't really, it doesn't happen. Well, it's like Frozen, then Come Alive. And Come Alive, I thought, she comes out and she's moving, like she's she's really dancing and, yeah. and the, the colors are so fresh yeah. in that song. Very is up a, with people. Yeah. It's a very so up with people moment. I thought it was gorgeous. Yeah, and, it then, was. and then so after that. So much light, so much light after so much darkness. Yeah. Yeah. And then what happens after that? Uh, then she sings Future. Oh. Well, she says, I never want to be popular. I just want to be free, motherfucker. Oh, she didn't say that in our show. She said she she's never she doesn't want to be popular. She wants to be free. I like that. Well, and then she sat down at the piano and sang Future. Yeah, that was I was honestly disappointed because I love Future. Like that's one of my fa- another one of my favorites on the album yeah. and I really was looking forward to like the horns and a little more I wanted to sort of dance there well, and it the was the Eurovision a, performance that was the highlight of the Eurovision show was yeah. that was that performance. Yeah. And I felt like Oh, and, and it's all those same dancers. They're yeah. all there for that. So I was just kind of like, what happened with this? And I know. And it it ruined any momentum that Frozen and Come Alive yes. had built. And and the 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 concept seemed half baked. Yeah, it seemed like they. So were there dancers? There were like two dancers dancing around her on the piano. And look, I think this and then the next section are the things that if I could go in and rework a little bit, I would rework like the next song too because I thought. Well, I was like, oh, Madonna's playing piano, and I was like, oh, she's doing the way I would play piano, like meaning she's playing those three chords over and over again and she's doing it intently because she ne- she's scared because she's never played piano on stage before yeah. like we've never even thought of Madonna that I mean I was like of course she knows chords yeah but there she is playing them but I thought well but this is disappointing because I I felt I'm like glad she, I'm glad she achieved a dream yeah <laughs> at, 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 at our watch. expense yeah. because I was sort of like well I really need I, I want to keep building from I'm alive and here we are sitting back at the piano and yeah. then and then we got uh, a weird choice. She did a remix that I don't think is out. I don't it's think not. that remix is. Uh, there's one weird remix of Crave that's at, that's been released, and, right. and I keep waiting for like a big maxi single. Well, download. it's gonna come. I mean, it's all at the DJs have the that mix yeah. that she's playing. That, but yeah, she did this weird remix of Crave, the Tracy Young, Young remix, and it's like they're all like pimped out and it's, it's a fashion like, show basically. It's so it's like it's as if she were in the club and not like a like one of the most famous superstars in the world, like as if she's in a club, she's like Anastasia. Yeah. And in like in like a gay club in the nineties. And they're playing they're dancing and singing to a click track. She's like, I don't know who that is. Uh, I barely know who it is, but you all know what I mean. And like she am I missing you right now. Anastasia. And there's obviously no no there's no band for this. It's like they just were like click turn you know hit the track like yeah. literally yeah. and it's like that to me crave is such a beautiful song and i thought it just destroyed it yeah yeah and i thought why would she do that and well it's it's that's where vogue goes that's where the justify my love that's that's that slot that, that should have been that, music that dance yeah that dancey up 
like Let's Get the People right. Up. And no one knows that song, and they certainly don't know that version of that song. Uh-uh. And the fashion show, I was kind of like, is this the nod to Pose that and we were promised? And the kids come out. Yeah, it was it was, it was so strange. weird. It and then was, it and then it segues. So you got this weird um, non number, and then it segues into like a prayer, which then everybody just gets up. Yeah, everyone gets up, and um, it's a very by the books like a prayer. Totally, she's. In, I think she's in the outfit she wore for Blonde Ambition. That's what it looked like. Yeah, it did. Right. It looked. She looked good too. She did. I love that. Did. I love those robes. Yeah. Um, the uh, young woman who does the solo in Like a Prayer is not Nikki Harris. No. Not Nikki Harris. I thought she was a little off key. Oh, I, I hated it. She's the worst. <laughs> She's the worst. It's so funny that we can be so like, I mean, really like reflective, like that was bad, that was bad, and yet it was also good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was glad I got to see it. My, my, Killian was up. Killian went up. Yeah, the whole room. I mean, <laughs> like everybody a, like a prayer. The whole everybody was just singing at the top of their lungs with her. I mean, it was it was beautiful. Well, and by that point in the night, everyone was so desperate for a, a song they knew. And it's a long show. Yeah. Um, and then she finishes with "I Rise." Yes. Which, which I was with people who were very ambivalent about the the heavy use of the pride flag in mm, that song. Mm. Um, which I thought was interesting. Um, now we know also why she um, made so many great, big, productive videos for yes. this tour. I realized, oh, those videos show. were just the backgrounds for the video, yeah. for the show. But I which liked I thought them. was really smart. Yeah, me it too. Saved her time and <laughs> energy doing the. No, it was very thought. It was very yes. It was very organized. Yeah, as oh, all always, Madonna things always. are. Um, I liked, by the way, like, I guess it was in the interludes where like we would see, we were kind of moving around the planet. Like we would go from continent to continent and the music would change based on that, you know, and we saw all these images of that, that to me was really. And I, and I remember thinking, oh, when, when she plays those cities, people are going to cheer when they get to their, their place. Of course, when we saw New York in Crave, it was like, okay, it was just that building. Anyway. (laughs) Or um, New York. But what if, I mean, I left feeling like, um, I didn't feel like she saw me, meaning, but I left feeling like I had just been to church, I guess. Like I'd just been to, I had had a spiritual experience or that I needed to go back and have it again because there was more to learn and see and I just wanted to be closer to her. I guess I, it's this thing of just being closer. I I was really impressed with, with the show as an exercise in a lot of ways because this woman is 60 year, 61 years old. She's been an artist for 35 years, 30 some years. She is still doing things that are challenging and interesting uh, the fact she's touring in an intimate theater tour behind a new record that she's not going to be able to cheat and not sing live. She's, I mean, cause you know, you know, when you're in a, in a theater, when they're lip syncing, when they're not. And the fact that she's doing that, she's challenging her audience, but the trade off is you get her, you get intimacy with her. Yeah. And I do feel like, she really like delivered on the intimacy. I, agree. I, I felt so close to her, um, particularly at the end. Like it was shocking how close you we really got, mm-hmm. and um, that to me was the point of the show. And 
I'm very curious to see what will happen next, as I always am with Madonna. I always am curious, well, what will happen next? Will she go back to big stadiums with the next record and the next record will be a big thumper or whatever? Or is this going to be this new era of, of intimacy? Honestly, I hope, I hope she continues down this path. And I yeah. hope, though, that she... I think that she could strip away more. Yes. And I think she can just play the music. I would just love to see her with a band. I mean... Uh, you know, with the big band, and I like all I like all the dancers and all that stuff. But I personally just I always love it when she breaks the songs down. I think she could really just have fun with the music, and I think she's learning to trust that through this show. And, I'm and, hoping it's an open. And I think that the audiences are respecting her yeah. in a way that I mean, I did hear a "Show Us Your Tits" once in our show, mm. and people shouted him. To, I mean, like, but she she didn't go on autopilot and not react to people's comments. She right. did respond to certain comments. Um, the selfie, selling the selfie, I'm a little like, whatever. It's a weird moment. It's a weird moment, but she's trying things and she's restless and who knows if that'll be in it for the rest of the tour. I'm pretty sure it will be. That'll become another thing. You know, you just don't know. And I'm also curious because she hasn't changed it up at all yet. Yeah. I don't know if she will. I know that you think she will, well, but I don't I mean, think she will. I think how many shows into Rebel Heart? Uh, we were with the first. We opened Rebel Heart. She she toured. I think she. I think we were like the fifth or sixth shows in Rebel Heart, and by then she was already. I mean, she added Ghost Town the night I saw her. She sang "Who's That Girl," and then she sang "Ghost Town," and that was the first night she added a song and started changing it up. So that was like five or six shows in that she started doing. That. Yeah, but that show was a lot more. Ultimately, there was places for looseness, and there aren't a lot of places for looseness in this. Like, no, you're right, especially in those little spaces. Like, you're right. So, I think. I mean, I would love the show where she has rehearsed, you know, 50 songs and then she changes it up, which I think is like what, you know, when she did Tears of a Clown, yeah. I thought, I think that's what she was sort of going for with this show in a way, like that model. But even that was much more loose. I mean, she only did that a couple times, but that yeah. set list, she was like, oh, here are the songs I always wanted to do. And I wish I'd seen those because I would have died to see her sing I'm So Stupid, which, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, or and Easy Ride and all that stuff. But like that sense of sort of like, you know, she loves to rehearse and be in the the studio and are you know getting ready for a show. And that if they just like are like, oh, let's change up four songs tonight. Like as a real rock and roll yeah. artist does, I think. And I think her band, who's been the same people for so long, know all the stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I want her to get to that place. But I think she will because I do. I do hope that that she's starting to feel. I hope she felt the energy that you you described in the show, that in the audience. Like I hope that she see she feels that. Yeah, I hope so too. And got it, and is like, oh, I can do this risky thing because this feels very outside of the box for her. I think so. I think yeah. I'll be I'll be so curious to see you know yeah I, where she goes next, and yeah, if she changes things or what she learns along the way. Um. Wow. This. Right now, this episode is like an hour. Wow, that's pretty good. That's yeah, pretty good. Should we call it? Let's do you have, do, do you have a final thought or anything that we want to say about Madame X? And well, I will say it was my favorite. I would say confession. Yeah, let, yeah. Let, let me. Okay. So as we wrap this up, um, 
where does this fall on your um, on the pantheon of Madonna tours? Because even if you haven't seen a tour uh, personally, you can watch the the very edited, heavily edited, sometimes too edited, sometimes mm-hmm. uh, videos of all of them. They've all been cataloged in some way. Um, so where does this fall on your on your Madonna tour pantheon? Well, I would say. You know, with Drown World, I had like an out-of-body experience. And so I'd still say Drown World is ultimately my favorite and Confessions is my second and this is probably my third. But then in another way, I'd say this was my favorite because it was so special. Like I'd never experienced anything like that before. So I can't, I I don't know. I guess I would, that's how I would say it. Yeah, I think time also. I think if we see it again, because I do think we will go see it again, and um, and I think knowing what's to come will help inform what you know. Because I I remember going to see Confessions and just being like, oh my god, this is amazing, and then seeing the video afterwards and being like, eh. But then revisiting it again, like five years after that, probably during the MDNA darkness and being like, that's a viscerally really good show. Yeah. So I feel like, like with time we will, we yeah, will know. things I feel that I think you're right. Um, I love that she, I mean, I love, I think confessions is probably one of my top two. It, it's girly and confessions. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And, um, and both are, both have really strong and confessions has actually the least narrative yeah, of the, of the of all of the tours that I well, it remember. doesn't need one when you come from the ceiling and come out of a disco ball. I mean, what and you else? You have that kick ass record. You yeah, have that kick ass record. The other thing I, I just want to say is, you know, I w- there was a long stretch where Madonna didn't do any ballads, where all she wanted to do was make dance music, and I think that was almost like ten years or something. And I remember when Liz Rosenberg, who was in my audience on the night I saw it. Uh, and went charging up the aisle during the ending moments with her cat ears on. So I could say, oh, there's Liz looking tough. She was not in a happy place that night. But um, she made this like announcement like to Liz Smith that Madonna has decided to record some ballads for this new record, which turned out to be Hard Candy. And I was like, you know, I was like, woo, Madonna's putting out a ballad. And it hadn't been that long, you know, I mean... Time stands still looms heavy uh, <laughs> from 2003. Well, 2004 she did. I mean, American Life had like some of the best ballads she's ever made on it. Yeah. I mean, you know. But there was this stretch. I just remember there was this stretch where Madonna, all she wanted to make was like dance music. Mm-hmm. And this this has some really beautiful ballads on Like and And it was really great to see Madonna. And some of this I may think also be the age factor mm-hmm. standing still and just singing mm-hmm. and she does that a lot on this tour mm-hmm. which i thought was really beautiful and interesting agreed well this it was great it was it was, great. was. walking you and your friends there was really oh fun. my god that was fun and everybody loved you do you as think they I, always do do you think i could get myself on stage at some point with my ties at bam i don't 
that security guard is not messing. There's this one security. <laughs> so, so apparently, so I was like, okay, where are the bodyguards? Apparently, so there's one guy who's been with her forever. He is sitting on the side by the side of the stage, ready to tackle anybody who tries to climb. And uh, he sets the chair and the bottle, and he's like, and he's mm. like spy, you know. But apparently, there are other secret. Pr- pr- things in place in case something happens around Oh, them. no doubt. Yeah. I mean, highly controlled environment. Highly controlled. But, you know, I've got ins and well, bam. I just don't think you should get too cocky about that. I'm not <laughs> going to. I love everybody at BAM, and you can tell that they're both thrilled and over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, when will that date in October come? Her last date. I'm tired of working overtime into no, like I mean, because the they're. I mean, when we were sat sitting, you know, the usher was like, "Welcome, your seats are here." Um, you know, um, Madonna should be coming on in 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 minutes. We don't know. We're hoping for early tonight, but we just don't know. And I was like, oh God, their whole lives are like ruled by this. And and people asking, where is she? What's yeah. happening? What time is this happening? Okay. And I was wondering about the unions, but I guess they're all paying paid overtime to be there late. I, I think it's I think there's a scheduling like Oh, because they come in late or something. No, they no, can't. No. no. It's just I don't know what's Easy. happening. No, I don't know what's happening. I don't understand how anybody's making money on the tour. I don't know. Well, that's why she's auctioning off a selfie. Yeah. Then I I told you this on um text, so She has money for dinner. <laughs> she she auctioned off the, the her selfie for like two thousand yeah. dollars or something that night. And then uh Somebody yelled at her, "You better give that money to raising Malawi." Malawi, and she's like, "I am giving it to raising a Malawi. Leave me alone here, or something." And I was like, "Oh, you know, because it is really weird that she takes the cash, counts it. She counts it. She counts it. We're still living in a material, material world. world. Till next time." <laughs> <laughs>